Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football Social Daily. Premier League Updates. Hello, welcome to Football Social Daily. Finally, the weekend is creeping up on us today. Managers will be facing the press because the Premier League is back in action. No more international breaks, no more meaningless friendlies or annoying Euro 2020 qualifiers. We're back to the football that everyone cares about. In the studio alongside me today, Stefan Armstrong. Hello, Stefan. Hello. I'd just like to say I thought the qualifiers were brilliant this time round. Do you know what? As a half Scottish, half German man, right? I was loving Kosovo. Viva Kosovo. The Bring fans are well good as well. Oh, amazing. amazing. Uh, Marley Anderson's also here. Hello, Marley. Hello. Were you as enthused about the, the Kosovo support as, as Stefan was? Uh, I was enthused about the coach. Bloody love that coach. <laughs> <laughs> he <was laughs> He's absolutely mad, isn't what he? What a nutter. I'm Niall McCorn, and on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Watford because on the Football Social Daily Premier League review show, even though there was no Premier League action at the weekend, what did happen was Javi Grazia was sacked by Watford to be replaced by former Watford boss for his second bite of the cherry, Kike Sanchez-Flores. We'll be talking to David from From the Rookery End podcast later on in the show. But before we go any further, I want to talk about some of the gossip that's been happening because when it's international break, the papers love to start the rumour mill and fire it back up again. So let's start with the top one that I've seen today. Tottenham Hotspur could swap Denmark midfielder Christian Eriksen for Juventus's Argentine forward Paolo Dybala in the January transfer window. Dybala for Eriksen sounds like a good swap, but I think people sometimes underestimate just how vital he is to that Tottenham team. It sounds like a sounds like a good move on on paper. It's a nice it's a nice swap if you're going to lose someone as as talented as Eriksen. You want someone as good as if if not better with um, with Paolo Dybala. You definitely get that. Um, the question is, do do Juventus want another midfielder? Because they've they've just left. Emre Chan out of their uh, Champions League squad and that, that just tells tells everyone that they've got so many midfielders they've got to leave some good players out so mm. whether they they need him or not is is another question they've, they've still got Higuain Ronaldo um, I think Mandzukic is still there Dybala they've still got loads of strikers as well so it seems like they've got almost got too many players so if you're going to lose Ericsson I can see him going to Spain rather than 
than Juventus. I don't really understand yeah, where I, that's really come from. I think Jean was kicking off as well that he wasn't included in Juventus's Champions League squad because I think he was promised when he went there that he was going to be part of the Champions League side. And obviously yeah. the team he's just left, Liverpool, have only gone and won it. Uh, like that's that, a bad move, that, isn't it, all uh, round? It's not that good, is, is it? Absolutely oh, typical, but isn't it? Dybala's been... Um, been uh, touted as going to uh, Man United in the papers this morning as well. Yeah. So I think he's one of them players who's got a lot of... He's, he's going everywhere, you know what I mean? But he doesn't want to leave Juventus. Is he going to leave? That's the thing. It seems that he, he is because of all the papers saying it. This comes from Tuto Sport and the Italian media are notoriously not the most accurate sometimes. What, what's what's his contract situation? Is he running out of contract like Ericsson? Is it a, is it a swap deal type thing that could happen or...? I think it would be a swap deal, yeah. If, if, if you know, Ericsson was to go to Juventus, it would be in exchange for Paolo Dybala. I'm sure there'd probably be some money involved there as well. Spurs, I think that they need to look at starting to bring some defenders in because I think Alderweireld and Vertonghen are maybe getting a little bit towards, not their sell-by dates, I think that's a bit harsh, but certainly they're getting a bit older. Um, some of the other things that we've seen uh, in the gossip columns in the papers today, uh, this one's from The Times. Wilfred Zaha has told his agents that he wants to terminate his contract with them after his failure to leave Crystal Palace during the summer. Ooh. Basically, Zaha wants to sack his agent because he didn't get the move he wanted in the window. <laughs> Fair that's, play to him. That's ridiculous. I, I, I feel a bit sorry for Zaha because I think his I time's been and gone. He had his big Man United move uh, quite a few years ago now. Didn't work out for him. He's gone back to Palace. He's become a regular. He's had lots of interest from lots of different teams. But, I mean... If I was a team like Man United or Tottenham, I would rather sign somebody like Jadon Sancho, who I can have for the next 10 years, as opposed to Zaha, who can, you know, probably probably isn't, probably is on the same level as that sort of player, but much older. So why why would you? Would you say Zaha's at the peak of his career at the moment? Yeah, I think he's in his peak now. Now Now's the time to move and now is the time to, to get the sort of maximum transfer value you're going to get and have another crack at uh, a top club like he... He went to United years ago and he was he wasn't quite mature enough. He didn't mm. he was a bit young, a bit sort of wet behind the ears, so to speak. Um That says a lot yeah. for me though, because there's a lot of young players who do go to big teams and they, they manage and cope quite well. Look at Daniel James. He's he's started life really well at Manchester United. So is that something about Zaha which maybe you know, just don't quite sit right. Well, he pulled out of the Ivory Coast's international squad due to personal reasons. There are a few family things I think he had to sort out. Apparently, this is according to a report. And Wilfred Zaha's representatives have come out and said that why can't he have a break? You know, every employee can ask their boss for a day off. So why can't Zaha be the same? Um, <laughs> that, that's basically in, in a, in a, well, con- yeah. in a convoluted every, statement. That's what he said. Does every employee get paid 120 grand a week as well? <laughs> what a ball bag! I'm not sure he gets paid 120 grand a week for uh, for the Ivory Coast. That's Do you know what? Sure. I like the audacity behind that. Though. That's great. Hell. What a guy! The statement was incredible. It was it was, it was like they chewed a thesaurus up and spat one out because some of the words <laughs> they were using was brilliant. So if you get a chance to go and check it out, go and do that. You mentioned Jaden Sancho just then. Yeah. Uh, Arsene Wenger, according to the Express, has revealed he tried to sign the young winger who, who's only 19, by the way, when he was at Manchester City before he moved to Borussia Dortmund. Now, is this uh, Marley Arsene Wenger turning into the new Harry Redknapp <laughs> saying, oh, I could have signed him, oh, I could have signed him? Well, you know what Redknapp does with every player who's half decent? To be fair, I think if you added up all the people Wenger and Redknapp said they might have signed in the, over the last 10 years, you'd probably have every player that's ever played in the Premier League or <laughs> yeah. any other league ever because... It's, it always makes me laugh when Wenger talks about any young player because he always inevitably says, I could have signed him. He said it with Messi last week as well. It was like we, we inquired uh, about with the Fabregas deal when 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 Arsenal took Fabregas from Barcelona 
as a 16 year old he was like I, I inquired about Messi but he was untouchable it's like no shit mate but um, yeah I mean uh, he's, know, he's he could have had relevant. Sancho he also he could have stayed at Watford he could have went he could have stayed at City he could have went anywhere he wanted he ended up at Dortmund and he's absolutely killing it He's also not going to join Manchester United, according to the article you wrote on the Sports Social website. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. You don't think there's any chance of him going to Old Trafford? No, not at all. Why? Why would he? What's what's there? What's that United for him? Europa League football. Lou Macari's chippy. Lou Macari's chippy. <laughs> Europa League football. Similar sort of money to what he's on at Dortmund. Uh, a team in transition. Could could you not argue that Man United style. are a bigger team than Dortmund? Though? Yeah, so I could I could argue that there are a lot of bigger teams than Dortmund out there that would want Jadon Sancho if he wanted to leave. AC Milan are a bigger side than Spurs, but I think if you'd pick one one or the other now, you'd rather go to Spurs at the moment, this moment in time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's Good like comment. like I wrote in the article, like it's it, he's too young to be sort of um, what's the word, sort of like doe eyed at the at the thought of Man United. Yeah, like. Harry, I compared him to Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire was born in '93. When he was growing up, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, it was you know '99, 2000, 2001, yeah. 2002. United won everything then. Yeah. When Sancho got to, uh, when well, he was born in 2000, so by the time he got to 12 or 13, United Fer- was Fer- shit. Fergie, Fergie, <laughs> it was Man City, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Man City generation. Yeah. Fergie left, and everything was everything but, was different. I but, think they're still dining out on the we're the biggest club in the world. Yeah, uh, but, moniker, aren't they? Yeah, they are hundred percent. Um, and I don't, I'm, I don't mean. But like, you would, wouldn't you? If if you yeah, were in their position, of course you would. Yeah, but I think more and more players now are looking at. Hang on, let's look past that and let's look at the manager and the style and everything like that. And Sancho's already proved that he doesn't care about how big a club is. Because let's be honest, when you're at City and you're in the development squad and you're at the top of the development squad, you could easily just wait there for your first team chance. It would have came. Sancho would have got in the Man City team eventually, I believe. Um, but he just didn't. Like, Do you think he, he just didn't want to wait because he knew he was too good? So why would you then go to Man United and then say, like, he's already been a top player at Dortmund? So if he if he says right, I want a new challenge, he'll be off to Spain, Barcelona, Real Madrid. They'll all want him. I think he's just proven himself to be quite a smart player, as you say. It's quite easy to kind of sit at the top of development, especially at City. Yeah, um, but he's already at a top club in Dortmund. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. going to challenge. They're in the Champions League, 190 grand a week. Just signed a new contract, 19. Yeah, playing flying. for England, exactly. just like I mean, I'll, but but he's, you, play, he's you, playing every day, you, you, every game yeah. at Dortmund. Whereas Man City, he probably won't get that, and he no. won't be as good a player. So it shows that he's quite intelligent yeah. in 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 his career. And really I just planning. think you'd be foolish to give that up so soon. At 19, to give all of that stuff up, the new contract, Champions League football, just to come and play in the Premier League, which I'm sure he will one day. Mm-hmm. I just think it's maybe uh, a shade too early for him to do that. So that's a look at some of the gossip uh, in the newspaper columns. You can check out Marley's article regarding the Jaden Sancho and Manchester United <laughs> links on the sports social website. So go to the website and check that one out. But before we go to a quick break, I wanted to remind you both of this. And he's been fouled. Oh, it's play on, says the referee. What a great advantage by Clattenburg. And a Against his old club, it had to happen. Look at the celebration. He's going up to the Arsenal fans. He's running the whole length of the pitch. And he's sat down in front of the Arsenal supporters. Oh, dear. Will that be seen as inflammatory by Adebayor? Yes, I'm very sorry for, for all those people who watch this game live on TV and all those people who are at the stadium. You know, sometimes the emotional take take a big part on woman being. I think that's what happened today. He's run 90 yards. I mean, I think if he scored at the Arsenal end, 
to the where the Arsenal supporters are, then that might be different. But to run the full length of the pitch, no excuses whatsoever. So there we go. I think we knew as soon as John Motson started bursting a few oh. blood vessels. <laughs> oh. That was uh, Adebayor scoring against Arsenal, his former club, after he joined Manchester City. That was 10 years ago today in 2009. He legged it to the other end of the pitch, did a knee side. There was all sorts of missiles coming from the Arsenal end. Oh, you see the Arsenal fans trying to burst onto the pitch to get at him. So... To celebrate 10 years. I don't want to say celebrate, but it's, it's strange. No, I think ten, celebrate. I love celebrate it. Celebrate 10 years it. since that celebration. Before we go to a break, what are some of your favourite celebrations oh, in the history of football? I love I love footballers who celebrate in front of rival fans. And it just really take the piss. What, I love just like Adebayode? Yeah, just like Adebayode. He's run the like, whole pitch. But Gary Neville did that at one point as well to Liverpool fans oh, holding yeah. up the badge and all yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. But that, that's not a genie celebration. I think the best one... Um, is probably Jimmy Bullard taking a piss out of Phil Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> giving, giving it the finger wag. Uh, um, well, to be fair, it was Vincent Company's testimonial last night. I'm talking a finger pointing. We saw Ben Jarney with the equaliser. Oh, he scored, didn't he? You know, the whole pointing <laughs> and then the, the moving of oh, the finger. Amazing. Um, I really liked Ida Good Johnson's celebration because uh, it's just the Icelander. He was just cool. I, was, I had blonde hair <laughs> as a kid and he used to score loads of goals. And I thought, oh, I want to be like that guy. And it was almost like the, the sweeping the dirt off of his boots sort of celebration. Oh, like really? the... The voila, I am here. It was brilliant. Um, that was one of my favourites. Marley, is there... Well, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> don't don't give me Alan Shearer. He's right hand straight that. in the air. Doing... <laughs> oh, no. Yep, you thunder it in, you run, run away with your right hand in the air and you just celebrate. That's it. Shout out. That's how you do it. Shout out's got to go to Gaza as well for the dentist chair. Euro oh, 96. Legendary. Um, if you've got any that spring to mind that we've missed out, follow us on Twitter and let us know at the Sports Social. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Time to take a quick break now, but after this, we'll be talking to David from the Watford podcast from the Rookery End, talking about the heavy Grazia sacking, Kike Sanchez Flores coming back in, and what this means for Watford for the rest of the season. Don't go anywhere. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. I love my club. Every match, the manager, every player who's pulled on the shirt. Don't just talk to me about football. Talk to me about my one and only. I love my club, but I don't love them up the road. Listen to daily smart speaker updates for your Premier League team and your team only. With Sports Social, get closer to the club you love. Ignore the ones you don't. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social and choose your team. Football Social Daily, Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. We've been talking about legendary celebrations after Adebayor. It's 10 years since that goal against Arsenal when he ran the length of the pitch. I can't believe it's been that long, to be perfectly honest with you. We've also been talking about some of the gossip in today's newspapers. But let's talk about one of the big matters at hand. On Sunday's Premier League review show, we covered the news that Javi Grazia had been sacked by Watford and replaced within around 30 minutes by uh, Kike Sanchez-Flores. Since then, we've had some Watford fans take issue with the way we covered the story with some choice, constructive feedback like lazy punditry, morons <laughs> and spouting utter shite. So we thought we'd put the record straight. Uh, we've got David Walker from the Watford podcast from the Rookery End, who's hopefully going to give us the full story of what's actually going on at Vicarage Road right now to save us any more abuse from Hornets fans. So to kick off, I want 
want to restate some of the elements that we're taking issue with. So you can put us right if that's cool, David. Sure, no worries. Yeah, look, look I'll try. I'll try not to abuse you too much. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Everyone else has. <laughs> We've got thick skin now, David. Mate, we seem to think that most Watford fans didn't actually want Grazia to go. Was that a, a misinformed statement? There's a lot of mixed emotions. I think will be the best way to put it. Having Gracia was a very popular figure amongst Watford fans, also the players and a lot of people at the club. I think there's huge recognition and appreciation for the job that he did when he came in in, in, in turning around the season that he, that, that, he, that he walked into when it was all left in a pretty bad state by Marco Silva. He got us back on our feet. Mm. Fantastic win against Chelsea 4-1, who were then the reigning champions in his first Premier League home game. Uh, last season, our best ever Premier League finish and an FA Cup final appearance, including that unforgettable semi-final victory against Wolves. So there were some real high points, and there was a lot of there was a lot of good feeling towards him. However, it had started to slip. If you look a bit more closely at the league form, mm. and you take away a couple of those wins in the cup, it's been on a bit of a downward spiral for a long time. Uh, I think it's something like 33 points in his last 32 matches. You know, hardly a clean sheet to, to be seen for, for many months, struggling to score goals despite creating chances. It was on the turn. And as you've seen at the start of this season, one point from the first four games, all four games against teams that we would be expecting to do better against. You know, expecting more points than what we've got from those four games. We haven't played a big team yet. We've got two big teams coming up, Arsenal, then Manchester City, followed that by Wolves and then Sheffield United. So, And then Spurs after that. So there's a tough run coming up. So I think yeah. I think the owners are thinking ahead and they're, they're looking at the bigger picture. Um, and it's very easy. I can understand why people such as yourselves or, or other pundits and, and, and broadcasters in the media might, might look at it on the face of it and think, four games in and you've, you've stacked your manager. Come on, give him a bit of time. Um, and I, I sympathise with that view, but, but there has been a, a, a feeling that it maybe it's just gone wrong and Javi's just not going to turn it around. He's looked a little bit lost. Some of the substitutions or, or lack thereof have been questioned this season and you just get the feeling that for whatever reason, as great a coach as he undoubtedly is and as fantastic a man as he is, I think it was you know, probably the right decision to just do it now. Don't yeah. wait till the next international break when we still probably haven't got many points. Just do it. Make the call. Mm. And the big surprising thing for, for me and a lot of Watford fans is the fact that they've gone back to Kike Sanchez Flores. I did not yes. see that coming. Well, like you say, you mentioned that it was probably time for a change, but to bring back... Sanchez Flores, when Javi Grazia seems to have had a, a much better win rate than him. I know it's a second bite of the cherry for him, but what's the kind of general reaction to that? I mean, we all thought it was a bit odd. And obviously, by the sounds of it, a lot of Hornets did as well. Yeah, well, I think the thing about it is it's been quite well received in so much that he was quite a popular figure with the fans. Um, the, the, the last game of the season in 2015-16, when it was very clear that he would be leaving the club, I can't remember where they'd actually announced it at that point, but it certainly was a bit of an open secret, if not. Um, it was a 2-2 draw against Sunderland. The season had tailed off dramatically, but he had his name sung throughout the whole match. He did, he did, he did a, a lap of honour at the end with his kids, and mm. he got a rapturous reception. It was a very emotional moment for him. Mm. Um, David? So there was a, there's a... What, yeah, go on. What, what do you think Flores can do that Gracia wasn't able to do anymore? What do you think he'll be able to bring in? The immediate priority uh, will be to sort out the defence because mm. uh, that's what he was. That's what he did first time round. 
he got he, he took he, he was the first manager that we had in the Premier League, and he came in in, in similarly controversial circumstances, replacing Slavica Janovic. And I think the reason that the Potsos brought him in back then was because they wanted someone who could stabilise us and could make us hard to beat. And that's what we need right now, because as I mentioned, the defence has been a real issue, and, and that's one thing you could possibly put in 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 defence of Gracia is that. The club haven't given him enough support in the transfer market. The only centre-back we've signed in the last three or four seasons is Craig Dawson from West Brom in the Championship. Mm. I think we needed more defensive reinforcements over the summer. The defensive unit as a whole, there's a lot of decent players. There's not many really outstanding defensive sort of linchpins. So the defence is an issue, but Kike will get it organised. He's a defensive-minded coach. He wants the team to be compact. To, to be hard to beat, to be hard to break down. So I think that's what you'll see initially. Can I ask a quick question, David? Yeah, yeah, go on. So I know I know Watford are called the Hornets, right? Why is there a moose on the badge? <laughs> well, that's a very pertinent question, actually. It's not a moose, it's a heart, which is a, which is a sort of kind of part of the deer sort of family, the heart of Hertfordshire. Oh, Mystery the club, oh. the club want to change it. They want to change it nah, as we speak. There is, there, is a, there is a move. There is a move to redesign the badge, to put a hornet on the badge. You'll hear a lot more about that as the season goes on, I'm sure. Great stuff, David. Where can we find uh, from the Rookery End podcast? Uh, it's, it's everywhere you can get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get them, Acast, have a look and, and you'll find us there. Great stuff, David. Brilliant to chat, mate. Take care and speak to you Cheers, soon. Guys. Nice one. That was David there from the from the Rookery End podcast. Uh, we've got to go now. We're against time. People banging on the studio saying, get out, get out. We've got things to do. Um, thank you very much, Stefan. Been a pleasure. Thank you very much to Marley. But before we no go, I just want to say a great big well done. <laughs> Not to any of you. What? Oh. No. But to Scottish side Fort William, who have ended a 29-month run without a win in the Highland League by beating Clacknacudden 1-0. Come on, you well bells. Well done, lads. Well Come done, Fort bells. William. This has been the Football Social Daily Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. Podcast seven days a week. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.